Welcome to the Making It Without Faking It podcast, where Chris Lasherity and James Angus attempt to point out the importance of being relational and authentic through true life stories and experiences. Good afternoon, Chris. Good afternoon, James. How are you today? I'm good. I'm all fired up. How are you? I know. That's why I wanted to get you on the mic. You're all jacked up. Yeah. Did you have uh, an interesting call or what's going on? Yeah, I had a few. Uh, you know, Tuesdays are brokerage meeting day, so that's always interesting. And uh, there's always lots of action right after. We have a new venue right now, which is interesting that we're sitting in this room. I like it. It's smaller. It's, me too. I think it's... Uh, Hopefully it even sounds better. Yeah, yeah, the sound will be good too. Although it's pretty good with these mics, but definitely. Yeah. Um, did, did you like the meeting today? I did. Yeah. yeah. It was, uh, I always like talking about motivational ways of drumming up things and, and making sure that you stay in touch with, with those that have helped you get to where you are. And I think that was a, it was pr- like some good ideas. I love the, uh, can you do the, the, the condiment one again? Oh, <laughs> uh, so we were talking about really imp- implementation, which is key, obviously. And that was, Sort of, what are you going to do today that you'll thank yourself uh, for in September, November, December, whatever? Uh, at the end of the, towards the end of the year, you say, you know, thankfully I did this in April, and I was suggesting that you um, really get in the habit of filling your database. So we picked a CRM, we're sticking with it. I've unloaded a bunch of files from another time out of my truck today, uh, and just in it. I think the advantage if some just, of them just for the record, actual files, actual like file, like paper files paper in boxes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. go on. Uh, but for the newer people, um, their advantage is getting into that habit. And I think I mentioned that uh, my goal on top of my existing and all these files and getting all that organized, if I if we did five a day, just enter five people a day into your database. That's really not that hard. And if you did that from now until the end of the year, it's give or take a, a thousand people if you took off weekends or whatever. It's not exact math, but say you got 500 in the year, that'd be a great start. A lot of people don't have that in their career. And we all make that mistake, myself included, by not being super diligent about having that CRM filled and then eliminating the, um, the D's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and and I think that working your CRM is such so beneficial. I think that I get away from it too, and I think that if you get into a, a habit of just actually sitting down, first thing that you do when you start your workday is you check your CRM and you add five names, and maybe you take a few away. Mm-hmm. And the, that thing when you mentioned that, what do you want to do by September? That you you be happy. I want to be like the CRM master of our of our Chime system. Um, I do think that I don't take advantage of that. And I think the best, the best, most successful people in, in sales have a great CRM, you know? Yeah. And I think it also gives you a frame of mind that you're organized and you have a business and you're, you have structure. Otherwise it's just like throwing uh, darts at a, at a wall or whatever the saying is. You, well, we, you, you and I have done pretty well doing that, but yeah. Yeah. yeah well, know. most, but we most better, agents right? do fly by the seat of their pants. So um, if you can incorporate that mentality with organization, we can never be too organized. I just got off the phone or a Zoom call with a coach that was highly recommended, and not a real estate coach. And um, 
know, the reason why I didn't want a real estate coach is I want someone to, I want to do it differently. I want someone to teach me uh, or keep me on track, eliminate. Um, I hate wasting time. I was fired up when I came in here because I got a call about uh, a client just keeps asking the same question. And I was really firm about my answer, but it just keeps asking the question and then telling me to do it a different way or a, not a fraudulent way, but just a gray area. And I just, I can't stand it. So uh, I'm about to say, you know, I, I said, my point of view, and this is how we do things here. And if I'm putting my name on it, it has to go through. So I'm not doing all these offers, and then if they all hit and you can't close, it's just not how we're doing it. So go somewhere else. But it gets you worked up, you know? Like, it's just, I don't want to say no to business, but uh, I also have to set that example. We can't, I was saying that at the meeting, you can't, you got to learn when to say goodbye. Yeah. Short, it's short uh, story. It, it, it is, I think you're at a point in your career where you can say goodbye to some, and sometimes you're going to eat shit, and, and it's just going to gonna happen, like especially early on. But yeah, those clients that uh, persist, and you're trying to set your boundaries, and realistically, the, like a, a normal person that you're dealing with will accept those boundaries, you know, and accept your, your, your professional opinion and whatever the situation is. I don't exactly know what you're talking about, but... Um, I'd be interested to know, but you can tell me later. Or well, I don't want to come across this like our, our last episode that we're, we're bitching or that we don't love our clients. On the contrary, I'm protecting this client. That's what I told them in the last call. I said, I, I, you're, you're coming to me for advice and protection, and I understand what you're trying to do, but it's not making sense. You know, uh, Put an offer on, on, we've got two places up in the air that you haven't closed on and you want to buy a third. And, and the mortgage broker we put you in touch with is saying no, but you're saying yes. And I know what he's saying. He's like, his mentality is, well, you'll sell one in the meantime. But what if I don't? Because he's going to ask a lot. And, and, and what if we don't? Put, now it becomes my problem. So even though I'm crystal clear about my point of view, it'll be like, well, you said, you know, so. And I said, I'm, but primarily what I'm doing is I'm protecting him, the client. So I'm protecting you. So, yeah. so I think where you were going with that is is uh, we're not. Um, I'm not complaining in the sense that uh, I want to fire clients. I never want to, but but we're professionals. They come to us for a reason, and and so we can't be swayed or or taken away from our values, our integrity, and our our uh, value as a uh, an advisor. Like we have experience and uh, we're not going to put them in a position that'll uh, um, danger them in any way. And I'll stick to that. Like if, I, if I'm not popular, it's okay. I'm not looking for popularity, but I'm not going to get sued and they're not going to get sued. And we're not going to put either party in a position where someone can't close. Yeah. And you're not, uh, I don't think you're bitching about it. You're just being professional about it, to be honest. It's, it's a tough situation. I mean, being professional in those moments and and trying to keep your head is is what we get paid the big bucks for. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> um, would you approach it differently if you could redo it, or would you have a, like a different outlook? Or do you no. think or do you think you did everything correctly? Well, I think you uh, did, but I'm just wondering. Uh, I accepted a gift. My dad always told me, "Don't accept a gift from a client because it'll cost you." 
tens of thousands of dollars for something that doesn't really have much value. But, um, uh, so maybe I changed that, but, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with, I didn't, I wasn't sugarcoating anything. I wasn't not in the best interest of the client, which I always am. I was firm. I was adamant. I was all those things. So no, I don't have any regrets, Good, but I do, I do, uh, dislike wasting time and everyone else's time. Anyone here that's wasting their time, I, I it irritates me. Not them personally, just the fact that, you know, we, people will waste your time if you're not billing by the hour, by the minute. It's true. So, and pulling, conscious of that. pulling the shoot when you have to, too, right? Yeah. Oh, gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> I find I do that a lot on the phone. Um, oh, I got to my destination. Sorry, I gotta meet this client. Da 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 even if I'm just getting a coffee for myself or something, you know, Yeah. but you're right. There's a lot of times where you're, you're trying to ma- manipulate your day and fill it all in and your schedules t- like tight. So, um, I can imagine that dealing with some of these people would be interesting. I mean, but we're not complaining. We're not complaining. No. And it's time is all we have. So if we're going to take the time, you know, we only have so many days or years to accomplish what we want so many hours in a day and time away from our now young family. So I value that time more than ever. So I want to, while we're here at the office, I don't want to just be at the office. I want to maximize the use of my time and everyone else that's on the clock here. We're going to be overstaffed this summer with um, administration staff, which I think will give me tremendous confidence to recruit and everyone will have the ability to grow and organize their businesses, which is the whole point. But I got to keep those people busy. Yep. Because uh, that weighs heavy. An hour goes by and every I can hear everyone just chatting, uh, even though I'm on the phone or whatever. I'm, I'm conscious of it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's why you moved upstairs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For everybody wondering, that's well, that was where the podcast room I came in and the <laughs> podcast room was moved. Just yeah. wondering what's going on. No, no, it makes sense. I understand yet. That's a, yeah, I, I personally want my business to be busier and the way to do that is to, when you're here, make sure it's, you know, ter- you know what I found, I put my phone on airplane mode a few times just for like an hour just so I could focus on working. Um, and then sometimes you do get the door knock, but as long as you close the door, just leave me alone, you know. Um, yeah, is that, so, is that one of the reasons you wanted to move upstairs, just sort of kind of focus on your time? Yeah, I believe in an open door policy and all that's great, but uh, it, it you do have to sort of put your head down and work, so I think it's easier to be out of it. Uh, we were talking about moving back downstairs, but I think I think it's best to be up here. Yeah, yeah, be at the like the eagle's nest. Yeah, yeah, what a bad reference. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what else you want to talk about? You have something else that's pressing? Uh, no, I, I think we should. Stay positive. Um, yeah, again, the weather's changing. It is nice out. Yeah, spring's coming. We got to maximize. So I just, I don't want to be, I don't want people to think uh, or our agents to be like, geez, this guy just never shuts up. But at the same time, if they're going to be here, I think they should perform. And I, I hesitate by saying this is the minimum you have to perform because it's hard. You know, you have people that have moved here from elsewhere or like it's tough. I know that. And so I don't want to set the bar too low where there's no pressure, but I also don't want people to feel that they're failing because it's, it's difficult. But, um, 
today's purpose was getting to the nuts and bolts of it. Like I, if it's me, I need to know how do I make the money and what are the tools I have and the ways that I could go about doing it so I can set a plan. So, um, and we have a, a variety of different agents at different stages, right? So, you know, some of them don't even show up because they're rolling or feel that they're fine and that's great. But, uh, I think all of us, uh, but, but it's an advantage. I'm sure you get a test to this where you may be far past what I'm sometimes saying in the meeting, but I turn to you to give your, um, advice or your experience. And that I think you're of the mind that, that, you know, you enjoy doing that giving back, but it also helps you develop and remind yourself where you're going. It does. And you know what else it does that I found interesting was it makes me motivated when you do call on me because I I can't be outperformed by somebody that I'm telling what to do now, right? Yeah. Not, and that's where my mind goes. And I'm sure you're competitive like that too. But that's just our messed up minds where it kind of, you, you, you're not skeptical of others, but you still want to beat them even though they're, you're, you're, you want to help them. I want everybody here to flourish. I actually want us to win the cup one day, which would be amazing, right? Like yeah. the angle of Volker's cup, which you've been a part of a winning team before, but, and a big part. Um, but it'd be cool to like sort of motivate everybody to do that. And I don't think that you're saying it in a negative way at all. I think you're, you say it in the sense that you need to be at 150 to be here. I th- that's what one number you mentioned, but Again, then you rehashed it and said, but if your goal is, if you're new, then you should make your cap, you know, which is 50 grand. So, yeah, it'd be the bare minimum, yeah. Yeah, which is not what we want. I mean, this is not, the, that's not, this is not what, angle, like, why I came here. Because of the tools that you provide, like, you provide personally, but also that Angle and Volkers provides. And, you know, we won't talk about our brand too much, but it does give us a lot of, of opportunities to... You know, when you see all those, like just our magazine, and like that's another thing that I wanted to focus on is making sure that when I, when they come in, take a box of them and actually give them out. Like, you know, like actually use them because otherwise when they're just sitting in the corner, I'm sure you look at that and go like, shit, man, like these are such great tools. Like why are they sitting in the corner? Uh, I don't yeah, know if you actually, do think that way, but <laughs> well, we joked about taking the old ones and only a couple of the new, but I, I meant to say everyone is entitled to, to, to take a box. Like I buy them for them, you know, of the new latest stuff, but utilize all of them and they are a great tool. And I think with uh, you had put a um, demonstration on the board and then I elaborated on it today and I think both of us put up minimal numbers. You put, you came up with an average figure. You know, maybe it's a little higher than the average, but but it's realistic number of an average sale here in Ottawa being 750k. And then um, I don't like to talk about uh, commission publicly sometimes, <laughs> but a lot of them are paying out two percent. Yeah, people know. I hate that. Got to get that back up. But so. So 2% of 750K is 15,000. So that's what we put up there. And again, having a roadmap, I just elaborated on what you did. You did a demonstration on making a million a year. And I love that, of course. But if that was a little out of reach for some, I just broke it down, you know, to say that 10 deals a month at that math uh, would only require you to do, uh, sorry, 10 deals a year, which is 0.83 deals a month. At that math would make you one hundred and fifty thousand a year. So that's why we talked about the minimum. If you can't do ten deals in in twelve months, um, you know maybe you can't your first year, but you should by your second year. 
Uh, and we, you know, have to remember that sometimes the Engel and Volkers numbers worldwide, when they tell me, you know, how they categorize an agent, I feel well, that's awfully like low or that should be easy. So having it on the board visually, you know, 13 or uh, 1.3 deals a month is 250 a year. 2.7 deals a month is $500,000 a year. It's great money. If you get, if you could do 2.7 deals a month. Yeah. At an average of seven hundred and fifty thousand, yeah, so it's like twenty-seven or twenty-eight deals a year. Wow, it's no, thirty-three point three deals yeah, yeah, per year. Twenty-seven, uh, and then going up from there, seven fifty is four point one six deals per month, and a million bucks is only five point five five deals per month. But when you break that down, again, why we talk about goals and and monthly instead of annually is it's too daunting. It's too like oh, I'll never get there. But you know. Come hell or high water, I'm going to sell 5.55 deals this month is a very attainable goal. I agree. And that's a million bucks. So if you wanted to go to halfway, I mean, 2.7 deals, if you really put your mind to it, no matter who you are, could you not achieve it? And I think everyone in the room can. And then some, we just, we're all the same. We need this. That's why we have these weekly meetings. Most brokerages, if they have them, they're monthly, but we need this constant reminder and you know who i've noticed is really listening and and doing some stuff uh not to single anyone out but lewis who's been with me for a long time i mentioned writing the letters what joe gilmore said he wrote the letters he He left the meeting today he's gone to a showing he did everything that um lp told us he had it all done in a graph like yeah i I noticed yeah sometimes it just depends when it hits someone your timing has to be right you could read the same motivational um speech or book or tagline or whatever over and over again but unless you're in a time in your life that you're able to receive it it, it just it, i used to date someone that would say well i told you that because I'd, I'd come home and say oh this person said this to me and it really resonated and i'm going to change my life or whatever and she would say uh, but i already told you that and get really angry and then i realized i was like okay you might have told me that but i wasn't ready to receive it or maybe I had to hear it from someone else. Like, who knows? Could be that, but you're right. You're exactly right. It's it's you that has to, you know, it has to resonate with you at the right time. I think there is timing for everything like that. Like, even just having this discussion now, I'm thinking in my head, like, I could do 5.5 deals a month. Yeah. You know, and I now I'm going to have to strive to do that. I have to catch up, though. I have a, I'm not at 5.5 the last three months, so get into it. It's a weird time, but it's, uh, I mean, it's all mental. We talked about the, uh, the, uh, Greg, the hammer Brady car sales guy who in your mind, you create the up, whatever you think about. So we just got to stay on track again, going back to being organized with the CRM. It's just, okay, that's done next. Like staying on track. You can see it in other people or ourselves where you just kind of geez, that month wasn't very productive, but I kind of really drifted through it with no map and no destination. Yeah. And none of this is rocket science, just a constant reminder, like I said. Yeah, being, I think consistency gets you to the to the end. I mean, look at, like, Kobe. I, I mean, I always look at the, the Kobe method because, um, you know, he just, he, he started this, changed his mindset after he turned, he, I mean, he went to the NBA at 18, but by the time he was 20, he was going, he says, but if I woke up at, 3.30 and I worked out from 4 to 6 and then I went and had something to eat and then I went back to the gym from 
eight to 10 and then I went to something to eat and then I had a nap and then I got back and I'm already six hours ahead of every other guy a day. And then if you multiply that by 365, it's pretty impressive. Like what you can accomplish if you just, I think focused time is so important. Um, And like you said, having that commitment and, and having a roadmap is important. Like and not knowing, and that's a, a funny quote that I saw recently. Oprah Oprah said it says nobody really knows what they want. Like that's the problem. You don't know. Like if you say what do you want, you know, like you, you have to be really like even Tony told us told us that also. You have to be really particular about what that is. Right? Yeah. Yeah, being specific about that goal, and uh, what Tony really taught me was a timeline. You can set a goal with no timeline. You'll have that goal for the rest of your life. If you set a timeline, a real realistic timeline to achieve it, I think that is key as well. Yeah, it doesn't always have to be money, we, although like sometimes that's where your mind goes, right? But And that's how we kind of me- measure our success as well is, is money, and that's how you get to the next level of awards or whatever else. And uh, I think that it's also... You know, sales, that's that's basically what it's all about. It's not about your, you know, doing ends is nice, like having a number of ends in your mind. And if I can say, oh, I'll do 30 ends, I'll make half a million bucks, you know, you're crushing it, right? Like that's a good lifestyle. Like, you know, you can live pretty well like that. But no, it's it's so it's so important. And it, to me, if you're in it just for money, like you'll never do it. You'll never succeed either. You got to enjoy it. You got to like really, I love the game of it. I do. I love negotiation and, but seeing that face when they do get that home or whatever, it's a very fulfilling uh, job for sure. Yeah, closing a deal is a rush for sure. Love yeah, it. like getting the phone call and yeah, it's accepted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, everything has its um, uh, grind to it. I don't know. I always hated the word grind, but <laughs> everything has its um, the hustle. Uh, like you said about Kobe, you could look at him from or any athlete see the um like the the party aspect like a mike tyson i uh, was portrayed as this animal who partied and was violent and but he if you listen to him he was really disciplined and he talks about discipline and um my favorite, my favorite bot fighter of all time me too <laughs> definitely the most entertaining person to watch just an absolute animal um but it's not like he just was born with a skill and isn't he lucky? And, well, he's got that and we don't. So, you know, of course he's the world champion. No, he's the world champion because he was disciplined and he put in the work. And a similar um, story to, like, Kobe was, you know, he'd train early in the morning when no one else was training. He didn't want to run in the morning when it's dark out, but he did. So those sports analogies you and I like, maybe a lot of people don't. I often use a football analogy with my sister, and she's like, I don't know football. I don't know what you're talking about. So I was like, end zone. we got to take it to the end zone. Yeah. <laughs> Score the points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So it's... Uh, well, it's like that swimmer that you were talking about from EVX. Like, yeah. That's an incredible story. Like, to have that wherewithal to commit to, I I'm swimming it. this far, and it took her till she was 60 to do it and still did it. Like, that to me is like, it's, that's what it's all about. Yeah, you couldn't sit in that room and not get emotional about that. And if you can't, you're probably dead or you're not going to, it's not for you. No. Like I feel it, uh, I said this before, but I could be watching something as trivial as America's Got Talent. When someone nails their talent to the point where they're in the right place at the right time, pulled it off and everyone's on their feet, I'm just like, 
that for me is a tearjerker moment more than anything really personal. Like that's mm-hmm. I love those moments. So me too. Yeah. If we could, if we could get, I'd love everyone in the room this morning to be at the end of the year, say, you know, I did this in April and this is the result and I'm super proud of myself and numbers don't lie. Here we are. Yeah. That's what it's about. That's what it's all about. That's cool. I like that. Um, so going like in the, is there something in the summer that you're looking forward to in Ottawa? I know that's a random question, but I thought I'd throw it out there. Yeah, just no, it's it winter seemed to be so long. So I'm looking forward to uh, uh, pool time with my kid and uh, watching him. Well, I don't know if he's too young to swim, but just he loves no, the water. Going in with him. Going in with him. Yeah, uh, scares me, but we're both, uh, you know, uh, helicopter parents, so everything will be fine. Um, going out on the boat and taking him, uh, being on the boat on the Quebec side, you can have a couple beers. It's kind of my favorite place to be. Um, and we're going to Sandbanks to, uh, with a couple friends at the end of the summer. Nice. I just feel like the summer is going to go by really quick. Usually um, does. So yeah, I, I love being here in the summer. The winters I'm getting less and less fond of. Uh, yeah. As I age slowly. <laughs> well, it's 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 a very long winter in Ottawa for sure. Um, yeah, and especially the amount of snow we got this year was wild. Well, just gray days or I don't know. Yeah, I love the heat. I do too, and I I'm looking forward to like I have I've been training for a half marathon, uh, yeah. which is in May. Um, so I'm looking forward to that when it's over because <laughs> I don't want to run anymore. But it's it's hard to do because you. You actually have to put a lot of kilometers in before you actually run the race, right? Because you can't yeah. just show up and run, t- you know, 21 kilometers. Um, but it's going to be interesting in May and then and then in the summer. I'm looking forward to enjoying our... We also have a pool and we also like having the girls in there and, and uh, enjoying some barbecues. And yeah, it's going to be nice. What was the motivation behind the goal of doing the marathon? It's just different. Um, I love lifting weights and I like, uh, you know, I used to, I like boxing back in the day and I'm, I really want to get back into some type of martial art or, or something like you're doing now with your kickboxing. I want to kind of consider something, but it was just something to challenge myself. Uh, you know, everybody, you know, some people when they have children, they tend to go the other way. They could become super lazy or they're not lazy, but they're tired, you know, and it's hard to, um, keep going whereas I wanted to do the opposite I wanted to sort of if I'm gonna be a parent I want to also do this I don't know it was just sort of random actually too and you know I've never run uh, I was never I I ran as a kid in school and stuff and and track but it's been a long time so it was good for you it's something something I never wanted to do (laughs) yeah no it is boring right running is boring like I, I outside is way better but on a treadmill in the middle of the winter that's boring. Like you're just sort of running in place for a long time. Um, so that you have to have the music on you have to have something going on, but outside is really nice because you can sort of look around, smell the smells, you know, see the neighborhood, whatever. Right. But yeah. well, I always had this, uh, affiliation with, uh, a long distance runner being anemically skinny. So That's, it's funny that you say that because <laughs> somebody said to me, you're doing it because you're like, cause I'm 225 pounds. So it's like, 
you're, it's probably harder for you because you're have, you're carrying more weight, which is why I'm trying to, I've actually lost some weight, which is important, but I'm trying to get way down to like 205 or 200 pounds and just sort of see what I look like then. But, you know. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. Uh, it's good. If, if anything in kickboxing, um, well, there's a lot of things, but it's very challenging. But the cardio part, I did it uh, yesterday and drill at the end was jab, jab, jab until he says go. And then you got to... Um, throw your right as hard as you can you know um so when you're doing that at the end of your drill and it's constant like it's, the, it's when you're gassed it's hard to have power in your punches so that and then i'm like pissed off I'm like i gotta start skipping again or something i gotta get my cardio back so it's important it's good man it's good to be competitive and it's good to be it's good for you it's good for your head it's good for your body uh it be, makes you a better parent makes you uh, more patient you know, people that don't work out and then wonder why they have uh, are, are eating shitty food or whatever, they're, and then wonder why um, they, they, you know, they don't accomplish what they want to accomplish. It's it's very much part of it. Yeah, it's patience. Patience is a virtue. Uh, yeah, we both lack it at times. Yeah. <laughs> well, in these times, it's a little slower, right? And um, uh, Laura said to me when I walked in yesterday, "Oh, you don't have any many deals uh, in the bank." You know, no closings. I saw, I looked it up. I was like, really? Like kind of affected my mindset all day um, because I love the security of having lots of deals in the bank, you know, um, that haven't closed yet, but are firm. Uh, but I got to just uh, one day at a time, you know, like with everything. That's that's sort of like, like an alcoholic's mentality, right? Ed Milet's dad was like, we talked about that, just if I can go one more day. Kind of crosses over into a lot of facets of life like we're all just like oh i gotta get there how am i gonna get there how am i gonna do it if we can put in a great day and just have one more day forward and i'm trying to i'm trying to look at everything like that to step in the right direction i was saying the other day everything organize you have a day of organization it's not a day of results but it's planting seeds for tomorrow it's a step in the right direction yep find that is a great mentality but it's a tough one to keep uh, positive about yeah, I'm always like, where's the results? Especially coming out of what we just did when you're lighting one off the other deal after deal. I think it just spoiled a lot of people. <sighs> yeah, yeah, because it was almost like, I remember just getting a listing, it was a, was a win because... You could sell it. Yeah, in yeah. one minute. You know, like you put your thumb out and somebody would come and buy it, right? Yeah. Didn't even have the sign in yet. Some sold sign was already up. Um, yeah, that's that's the other thing too. I think a lot of agents are going to go by the wayside too because a lot of people get into real estate thinking, "Oh, I'm going to get rich," and it's like, you can, most definitely. But there's the, the, like the first couple of years are lean, and you're learning and you're trying to find the right way of going about creating a business and um and the, you know it's it's such an interesting business because it's it's like you, we've talked about so many times. It's the only business where it's like you take all the risk up front and just you know unless you're starting a proper like your own business where you're taking on all the risk but you know you, you're the one that's listing a property but you're paying for everything up front to make sure that you can try and sell it let alone sell it right um but like you said last week i found such a nice way of putting it is you but you could have 70 million of inventory and not even have to buy anything right yeah like, i was listening to that yesterday and it's true i mean you have some costs of course but um yeah, you're not buying it. So we could, you can complain all you want, but there's so many perks 
You know, imagine, I I think about that all the time, someone who works day in, day out in a store or I pass businesses all the time and I think, how do they stay open? You know, they got to buy the right inventory, uh, either buy it or finance it, uh, sit on it, pay interest on it, doesn't sell, they blow it out the door. Like I never really even understood how that, the longevity, how does that happen? Um, It's tough. Yeah, it's very tough. But everything worth doing is tough. Damn right. Yeah, that's the other thing. If it's if it feels if it feels hard and it's like the wrong you you're questioning in your mind, it's the right thing to do. That's like when I moved from where I was to come here and work with you and work at this brokerage. It was like it felt weird and felt wrong, so I needed to do it. <laughs> not the, not you know. After I met you, I was very comfortable, but the decision itself, right? Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, everything's scary. Yeah. I think that's why a lot of people don't embrace change. No, that's why a lot of people work for the government for 35 years. I had a professor. Great job, though, but still, I couldn't do it. Yeah, Ron Knowles, I think he passed away. Um, He would always say, uh, in school, he would say, um, as entrepreneurs, we are agents of change. And he would say, throw anything at me. The worst, most disastrous situation. And someone would paint a really negative picture, and you'd find a way to find... um, opportunity in it so yeah he was a professor like at algonquin yeah oh, yeah was that what, what you called him i took business for two years oh yeah yeah nice I didn't really need it i guess like there's no credentials for selling cars or houses where you need alone. that but it was it was great and um you learned a lot of stuff it was actually really good it's impressive but one of the biggest things that i got from it was you'd have to speak in front of a class like a stadium style class huge class every day you know i was i was 19 and you're you're somewhat introverted eh? so like that's that would have been probably a big thing for you um did you find it challenging no i was just gonna say if i I looked forward to it if i was organized if i was out drinking the night before and we weren't organized i'd be like oh god i hope he doesn't call our name or my name but a lot of times it was groups and that's easier but yeah, if, if you're organized, I like it. If you're not, I f- terrifying. Oh yeah, I think that uh, it, you know, it, being organized in anything is important. Uh, but yeah, I think public speaking, a lot of people just aren't. They think they're not ready for it, and when they're not ready for it, then they get in their own head, and then they can't do it, right? Well, uh, which is funny because now I I tend to wing it. Yeah, it's experience. Like though. I didn't have a plan coming in here. Neither did I. I we don't just have a plan go going into a listing. Hope then. you're enjoying it, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it's uh, evident. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I like that about public speaking. And, and the one thing somebody told me was, "You're not scared. You're excited." Yeah, you mentioned that. That's uh, yeah. I like that one. It's a good thing to catch. I find. Uh, yeah, you could get overwhelmed for no reason. I also look at it, uh, I think I told you it was Donald Trump. I don't know why we mention him from time to time. Oh, what's going on with him today? What time is it? It's oh, he three. got arrested. Oh, yeah? I think so. Anyway, oh. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. So uh, he had uh, flown into Ottawa uh, years before he was in politics, and he said that he had a friend whose wife or something was dreading this public speaking event, and he said to her, like, who cares? And he said, I could fly into here and, and, and totally bomb this and fly out. It's only Ottawa. What difference is going to make in my life? <laughs> but he's right if you think about it, you know. And then if you look at it that way, okay, I imagine I totally bombed this. Now i got a second shot. You ever notice when you, when you, 
say you were a little reluctant or nervous to speak and then you speak and uh, you're like, oh, it really wasn't that bad. I kind of wish I had a second shot at it because you get really comfortable towards the end. Mm-hmm. You ever notice the first person that's got to talk versus the end of it? You want to talk. Yeah. It's all mindset. It's true. Because once, uh, once somebody else can do it and you can see them doing it, then you can know you can do it, right? Yeah. Um, you're talking about or we were talking about the marathon. A friend of mine uh, bumped into him at the gym the other morning and he said uh in two weeks i'm climbing everest and i never really would have thought that that's something he wanted to do he's like well it's the base camp wherever that is i don't know it's still impressive very very hard and i said don't you have to train for that and he said yeah i'm training for it but then i was i was thinking about it you know like like your marathon i don't know i don't i don't have these things that i that i wanted to do that are extreme like that and sometimes I joke at home. I'm like, well, that person should get a mortgage <laughs> because you tend to have less um, uh, urge for like uh, adrenaline rushes when you have a lot of mortgages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's it. I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's just uh, maybe they're just challenging themselves to see if they can do it. Yeah, I admire it. Yeah. I mean, even just going there and uh, there's a young kid that works at uh, Black Dog Jackson. I mean, I really like him. And he asked me about real estate, and he's about to leave his position there and go um, travel in Asia. And uh, so I brought him a book and said, you know, enjoy it, and if you come back, I'll teach you everything about real estate, which he appreciated. But I asked him, I said, are you going alone? And he said, yeah. And I said to him, yeah, I didn't have the opportunity to do that when I was your age. And then I thought after, well, he worked and saved and did it. So if I wanted to do it, maybe I would have, but I don't think I, I wanted to get in the workforce, but I really admire him. I said, do it now and have these stories because you won't do them later. And he said, yeah, it's um, true. When I have a mortgage and a kid and a career. He's like, I'm not doing it. Yeah. So yeah, I admire that. And yeah, Megan did the same thing. She went to Thailand spoke and taught English uh, in her early twenties. It was, uh, yeah, it's funny how, and then of course I went to Europe too for a little bit, but I'm glad I did because you think about it now and I'm like, there's no way I'm going anywhere without them anyway. Right. Yeah. Without my, my partner and my kids. Did you go alone? Yeah. Well, good for you. Yeah. It was a blast. Tell yeah. you all about sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Europe's, a, Europe's a tour, man. Uh, and no phones and no, you know, like it was just a better time. I think cause you don't really worry about posting something on social media or whatever right oh yeah fond memories of um the same times in europe i mean my mom lived in ireland so i went there a couple times for that's cool weeks at a time but um when you're alone uh, at a pub you, you meet some interesting people for sure yeah yeah having a pint of the black a pint of the black there governor landlord they call them it was the bartender was called the landlord Anyways, that's another discussion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, living out west, though, um, a few times in my life, I found it uh, when you're from here and you're used to going to like the grocery store and bumping into someone you know. Um, I found it after a while kind of strange to not have that. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's you know it's funny how many. There's like, I think I read the percentage of people that stay in the place they grew up in is like 80%. 80% of the people stay in the city that they grew up in. Um, you and I are are, this, are two of them, right? Did you grow up here? 
For the most part, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's funny because 20% go to like, I mean, a, a lot of people I know went to Toronto or Vancouver or whatever just for better opportunities for business or work or whatever. But yeah, it's it's like 80% stay in that hometown. I guess it's just for that comfort, like to see somebody you know or to to know the city too, where you're living. Well, uh, yeah, people say to us, Tony said it to me the other day, we were both like uh, Naples after being there recently, and he he went there right after me, and he said, oh, you, you'd, you'd kill it here. And uh, he said, you know, your mentality and the house is here. And I was like, yeah, but uh, maybe, maybe not, because it's not, it's not like you can just show up somewhere and say, I'm here, I'm great. <laughs> you gotta, you got to build those relationships, and that's the advantage. I mean, that's why I'm here because of all the relationships I have here. So it's, it's great for business. There's there. I have to be honest. There's times and, and, and places that I, I want to go and I would love to do this elsewhere. Um, but that would be starting over. And, and I, I don't think that's a cop out. I think that's, that's a legit thing. You can't, maybe you could hit the ground running. I don't know, but you know, you, how are you going to compete with the person that's been forming relationships and proving themselves day in, day out? I think it's a little naive to think, oh, I'll go there and I'll just take over. Yeah, like somebody coming, I mean, somebody starting out a business like could go to a city that they don't know generally, you know, like we have a couple that work here actually. And and um, it, it's funny that you could go to a city and learn it and then, but if you're young and build that build that business for sure. That's what a lot of like, you know, Ryan Serhant and all those guys, but you're not wrong in the sense that our relationships, including myself have built a, a pretty decent business and they're trusting you in you. Whereas if you were to go somewhere else, you have it, it's a start over. You have to start all over and you've gotten to a point where you can't really start over anymore. Yeah. Maybe if I was, uh, uh younger, um, you know, as we're not, saying, I'm not saying because of age, I'm saying because, you know, you're a parent and you have responsibilities yeah. and you're, yeah. But you could, I mean, I, I want to not think small. So you could go and, uh, you know, you could get lucky or, or through hard work, land a big sale and then build a career off of that. And it could be, you know, exponentially larger than anything you could ever accomplish here. And who knows? You never know. But if I was younger and didn't have a family, I would, I would risk it. I'd go give it a shot. For sure. Yeah. Risk it. No risk it. No biscuit. Um, <laughs> I don't know what we're saying. Oh, that's a good one, though. I like it. Oh, that's like a football thing. I was, uh, what was the guy that coached the Tampa Bay there? Uh, Bruce Arians. Yeah. He was like, no, he was always. That was his that was, Yeah. He, he would lose all the time sometimes. You know, like he'd lose these big games. The guy would throw four picks and he was like, no risk it. No biscuit. <laughs> and then he got then he got Tom Brady and won a championship. And then that was yeah, the rest of history. Speaking of people that don't. We don't risk it too much, but still always get the biscuit. Yeah, um, that's another pretty good, consistent guy too. Eh? I wonder what he's up to now. Uh, didn't he land a big? Uh, oh, was he going to work for Fox or something? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, which will pay him even more. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because he never got. He was never the highest paid guy. You know, yeah. he always took less to have a better team. But I mean, seven rings later, you know, I think he's doing just fine. Yeah. Yeah, 45, retiring for football. Yeah. Cruising into Fox. Um, yeah, so I guess in, in closing, would you say that, we'll, like, what would be the most dynamic thing that you can do in the next month to push someone's business or yourself forward? 
Um, well, I think in times, uh, in slower times, you just gotta you gotta get organized. So, like we were saying, have your plan. Uh, we talk about a plan all the time, but today was implementation. So, how are you gonna implement that plan, and when does it start, and what are you gonna do? So, um, you know, someone who's newer could say, "Well, I don't have a lot of clients to put in the CRM." Well, well, great. So, your advantage is you can form that habit now. So, put in uh, five people a day, like I was saying, and put in all your existing people. And then what are you going to do to keep in touch? And then someone said, well, I reach out on, you know, occasion, special occasions, which is great. But I think you need more. I think you got to do it monthly. And I think it's got to be consistent. It's got to be classy. And it's got to be England Volker's classy. And then you have all these uh, materials um, at your fingertips that you can use. So, so come up with a great idea. Oh, you wanted me to talk about the Popeyes. Mm. I bypass that uh, for a reason. Uh, so, so buys are a great sort of uh, a gift and you can get creative. And I was putting some things on the board that I had done in the past. And these are Buffini um, recommendations from years ago and they're cheesy, but, but clients had sort of said, hey, I'll never forget that time you dropped off windshield washer fluid. And the sticker said, uh, just giving you a clear view of the real estate market ahead. And then you have your, name on it or whatever and the, another one i didn't do this one but someone called in was and, I, and i'll screw up the the wording or the whatever she put on it but it, it was summer and she would drop off a variety pack of condiments and it'd be just wanted to catch up to relish in the moment of how i cut the mustard above anyone else something like that so again uh cheesy and maybe it doesn't work in uh, some markets like i remember some of the higher end stuff. I one time I dropped off something and it backfired. Like you want to be careful, but giving something of value with us, the GG magazine tied with a nice EV ribbon and something of meaning um, on top of it. Like whatever you do, you're giving something uh, to someone showing that you care. Uh, it's just more than anyone else is going to do. Yeah. And uh, doing it consistently. And then just reaching out. And it doesn't have to be a close. Uh, I had watched something on Instagram the other day where a guy said, never say follow up when you're following up. I'm just calling to follow up. And I thought of it today because I've probably said it before. Um, don't say you're calling, calling to follow up. You're calling to keep in touch. You're calling to discuss uh, the showing. It was really nice meeting you last week. I just wanted to make sure... Um, you know, if you had any questions since then, or if it was something that was rolling around in your mind, if you want to take it a step further, if that's not the house for you, you know, if you, I said it just before I walked in, you know, if that didn't seem to be the house for them. So I said, yeah, I get it. It was a little big. It was a little expensive. Um, you know, if there's a house that it, it, you keep picturing, you know, that your perfect scenario and you just can't find it, find it, like, let us know because we have pocket listings and like it just can't hurt for you to tell me what you you dream of really like what's your perfect scenario mm. and then it makes them sort of think uh, it's a better way than saying I'm just following up and I want to put you on an auto email like no tell me what you really want maybe I can actually find it because I have the ability to do so and that's worked in the past so did I answer the question or did I ramble Fantastic. <laughs> that was really good okay. I like that one uh, I do definitely say follow up and I shouldn't um, because you are in a caring way trying to figure out what they want to, or how you can help them achieve whatever they want to achieve. Yeah. And, and, uh, 
you know, you were mentioning before about the way we do business versus other people doing the work up front, spending the money, potentially getting paid if you pull it off. Uh, and I'm, I obviously agree. Um, the coach I talked to, he said, uh, so here's my rate. And it was high. Uh, but he had some famous uh, clients that he helped. Um, and I was referred by someone very successful, so I was already on board, but I really liked him, and oddly enough, he was an engineer, and I told him, I said, a friend of mine and I talk about how engineers are the hardest to close, but I liked him because he was a capitalist. He had sales and business experience, but the engineer part made him super organized, which is where I lack. So I said, it's a plus. Um, uh, But he wasn't like everyone else, like all these real estate coaches. Oh, sign here, put you in my funnel, you're hooked for a year at $15,000 or whatever it is. You're just like, ah. And then they're like, oh, here's your password to sign in and do all this homework. And I, I, I'm just, I'm not at that place anymore where I want to do that. So with him, he was like, here's my rate. Um, you know, it's every two weeks. We talk for 60 to 90 minutes. And, um, you know, you don't have to do it for six months or whatever. We just pay as you go you like it great if you don't there's no nothing holding you to it so that keeps him uh honest it keeps him working hard to uh earn my business and he was interviewing me as much as i was interviewing him he said i gotta like what you're doing i gotta like who you are i gotta believe in what you're doing and he liked what i said i said um you know i could have just stayed comfortable as a high producing agent but i decided to dive into this as well as a brokerage owner and all these costs and got a young family now. So I got to decide, you know, I, I moving forward, you know, do I keep pouring money in and do I make something big of this or do I, or do I get out? Yeah. And he was like, that's how you got to look at things. Like you got to just, uh, and the people you have, you know, you, you where, what did he say? I wrote it down. Uh, do they have the ability and the willingness? So they don't have those two things. You got to sort of decide are we keeping them? What are we doing? Yeah. You know, so uh, maximizing the use of my time and everyone else's time that we're paying or that we're coaching or, I mean, that's, I just want to stay on board with someone who doesn't give me all these old real estate cliches from the past. I want to do things uh, from an outside perspective, from a business coach, not a real estate coach. Nice. So that's my jam. That's where I'm at. Yeah. You're going you're gonna to share that with me. The, the, yeah, I'll uh, share everything yeah, for yeah. sure. I know. You're good for that. Um, well, thank you. That's that's awesome. Thanks for the another one this week. And uh, yeah, that was great. Appreciate you. All right. Back at you. Cheers. Cheers.